You're listening to HBCU and Entertainment, where diversity, equity, and inclusion refine the future of entertainment. I am your host, Stacey Milner. Some people call me Mama Stacy. There's a whole lot of names for me, but welcome to our very first, our very first podcast. I am super excited. You should be super excited. This is a place where you're going to get information. You're going to hear from leaders. I mean, we've got a lot in store for you. And so you need to tell everybody, you know, like, Mama Stacy's on, that lady's on the radio. You know, you've heard that before somewhere else, but this is Stacy Milner and the HBCU and Entertainment Podcast. And we're gonna be sharing and encouraging you and, and giving you all that you need to succeed in this entertainment industry. So uh, today we're gonna talk about a little bit about my history uh, and just kind of give you some backstory on who I am, why I have this passion for what I do, um, and to talk a little bit about the creation of our signature program, HBCU in LA. And we're very proud now to have the HBCU in New York program. Um, so with that being said, let's dive into our first episode. Hello. So we're ready to dive into this. So who is Stacy or who's Mama Stacy? Um, first and foremost, I want to take you back to, you know, my early days. Um, I'm a person who grew up. First, first, I want to say that I am a mom. I am a wife. I am an entrepreneur. I am an author. I am a speaker. Um, and most importantly, I'm a passionate advocate for diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, and that is at the heart of who I am. Uh, but I grew up in Ohio, um, one of six children. I am. I have five brothers. I am the only girl in my family. Um, so I had no sisters, but now I have a ton of sisters and daughters and all kinds of things. So, um, but grew up in Ohio and really knew that I wanted to do something outside of what I saw happening in my community, right? So I grew up in a factory town um, and I knew I didn't wanna work in a factory. And so my aunt used to come to Ohio on government business and I decided that, well, I don't wanna be here. I don't wanna stay here. I've just graduated from high school. So I wanna go to college, but I don't wanna go to school here. And she's like, come to California, gain residency so you can afford to go to school there. And so I said, okay, I'm going to do that. But I went to a cooperative high school where you, in your sophomore year, you started working in the summer. You'd work throughout the summer. When you came back to school, you would go to school two weeks and work two weeks. And that was a, a great program because it allowed us very early in our high school education to like choose a major. And so I was a business major. And um, so I worked at the bank. And after I graduated high school, the bank hired me directly and was going to pay for me to go to school. Uh, but my aunt, like I said, came in town. And so I said, well, you know, I think I want to go to Ohio. I mean, go to California. So I went to my bosses at, at the time and I said, hey, I'm giving my two week notice. And at the time I was working for a bank investigating stolen credit cards. So I would like look at what people were spending and size up a person and kind of decide what type of person had stolen this person's credit card and was going crazy. Um, so I thought I want to do more than that. 
So I went and told them I'm leaving and I did. And my aunt said, I'll believe it when you're on the plane next to me. And I said, well, I have my ticket right here and I've already given my notice. So I packed up and came to California. My cousin at the time worked at NBC. Uh, she said, I can maybe introduce you to the people who run the PAGE program. And so I came, interviewed, and then found out that you had to have a college degree to become a PAGE. And I didn't have that, but my cousin had favor with the people who run the program. And so she said, well, we'll interview her anyway. And then when I interviewed, she said, well, call me the first of the year. Uh, I know who I want to hire when I want to hire them. And we're going to see what we can do about getting you in here. And lo and behold, I got the page offer and never looked back. So I became a page, used to give tours behind the scenes of the industry. And as a kid coming from Ohio, like walking around the Tonight Show set, seeing all this talent and walking the halls of these huge sound stages. I was like, oh my goodness, like I wanna be here. So I knew it was where I wanted to be. And my cousin opened that door for me. And so for me, I'm always about giving back because I know the importance that someone has to come along and give back to you. So let's get fast forward here. Uh, after working as a page, I didn't realize you only had like a certain window of time to be a page because what they did is they put you inside of the industry so that you can make connections and hopefully land a job so that you, they could bring in the next cohort of pages. And so I ended up uh, interviewing with the guy who was head of the movie of the week department and um, went and interviewed. My supervisors were interviewing. Everybody and their brother was interviewing for this job. And so I went and interviewed. He happened to be a man of color and we just hit it off. And he was like, so when's your birthday? Cause we celebrate birthdays around here. And I was like, oh, so I'm thinking when I'm leaving, I think I got this job. Um, and so lo and behold, I actually got the job and ended up working as an assistant to the um, director of the movie of the week department. This man, as he rose, I rose. So when those executives go along, that's why I'm always saying when I'm out speaking on campuses, you want to get alongside those who have the power to leverage your career. Um, if you show up and are dedicated every day, that's what happens. And so that's essentially what happened. As he rose through the ranks, I rose through the ranks. And then, um, then I got married and my husband started playing baseball and I thought I was gonna be a baseball wife. So I left my job at NBC and started being a baseball wife. And uh, so I would actually leave six months out of the year. And then when I would come back, then everybody wanted me to work for them. Why? Because I knew the players and I could hit the ground running. And so I um, started temping for everyone. Lo and behold, I'm like, well, heck, if I'm in this much of demand, then I could recreate myself, start an agency. Now, mind you, I knew nothing about starting a business, but I saw a need and a void because at the executive levels, you didn't want to call for a temp because maybe they were working in aerospace or banking the previous week. And then you, you know, got to read numbers in terms of the ratings. Like how did we do last night? And it really looks like hieroglyphics, right? So we needed people who understood those numbers, who could read those numbers, who knew the players, all those sorts of things. So knowing that I said, well, I could start this agency. And so that's what I did. I formed a staffing agency called Executive Temps. We have been staffing now in the industry for more than 30 years. Um, so I know this business inside and out. I have staff in all levels. 
Um, but that's where it all began for me. And so I, at the time, when I came up with the concept of executive temps, I went to the powers that be at NBC and I said, hey, look, I think I can do something here to solve a need. So I pitched it to the big guys there and they were like, Stacy, we love it. How can you let, let go talk to, you know, sourcing and procurement that kind of brings on new vendors. And uh, we did and found out, obviously, I couldn't run it. My husband had to take it on. He was the one who went to college and had the business degree. So I gave him a job and uh, told him, this is what we do. This is how you interview folks. And um, so we started it out of the kitchen of our apartment. I mean, so when people think about, I want to do some business and be an entrepreneur, it's like, where do you start? Right? You think you have to get this whole big building and get all these things. You just have to start where you are. And we were fortunate enough to do so. Um, and so we started telling people that I was looking for, put together a pool of people that were solid, that could service the executives of the industry. So you, we wanted people at the time to be able to um, you know, at least have an industry experience, right? Have a year's experience behind them. And so we built that pool. And so here we are today, 30 plus years later, still doing it exclusively for the industry, which a lot of people said, that's like not a good business thing. You should do it across different industries. We did it exclusively for entertainment. And I said, it's because that's what I knew. Um, so from there, obviously, um, you know, left and, and started the agency with my husband, um, but then moved over before coming to join him in the agency, worked over at Paramount and worked with the chairman of the television group at the time. And um, finally, you know, just decided that my days were done um, working within the industry, but really wanted to join my husband in the staffing agency. And because I have a passion and desire to really teach and inspire um, the next generation, I wrote a book and went on a book tour to colleges and universities across the country. The book is called Leveraging Up, The Key to Launching Your Entertainment Career. And I'm very proud to have uh, the foreword written by my former chairman, Jay Leno, endorsed it as the best kept secret in the industry. Um, and um, Warren Littlefield, uh, big producer nowadays, but used to be the president of NBC, actually uh, quoted it as, you know, it's a must read for navigating uh, the entertainment industry. Um, so I'm really proud of what I've been able to do with that book, but that book was the thing that started me on this path to where we are today. Um, after going on that book tour and hearing industry clients say to me at the time they couldn't find diverse talent, I decided that, well, I'm done an HBCU college tour with this book and I want you guys to join me and we're going to go to campus and do these educational career forums. And that's exactly what we did. We didn't want to go and just, you know, do a typical, you know, drape a table. We wanted to educate the HBCU community and other diverse groups. We went to MSIs as well, but we wanted them to understand that the industry is more than writing, acting, directing, and producing. It's more than that thing that's out front. There's a whole infrastructure that supports the industry. And so I wanted folks to know about that. Um, and with that education, it would allow me to bring for the first time major entertainment companies to the campuses of HBCUs and MSIs. And when we did that, um, it was so successful. I launched it in 2010. 
2012, I ended up getting a call from the executive office of the president. President Obama's administration at the time reached out, heard what I was doing, loved it so much that they decided that, you know, how do we help expand you, right? We've got 100 plus HBCUs. We've got stakeholders we'd like to engage you with. And so we ended up um, forming a partnership and working together through an um, through a memorandum of understanding. Um, and I invited them to come to LA to meet the entertainment industry. They did. The Television Academy at the time was a partner with us. They hosted the event. We ended up at this swanky hotel in Beverly Hills and brought together about 50, 60 major power players. And um, I got a chance to talk about what I've been doing in terms of boots on the ground. And then the, the president's team obviously talked about the White House initiative on HBCUs, which, by the way, has been around since um, Jimmy Carter's days. And every president that comes in thereafter has always re-signed that executive order um, to support institutions, uh, our HBCU institutions. So um, that happened. And then what we realized when we brought the industry together was the fact that there were two barriers um, to creating a pipeline for the industry um, to get diverse talent. And that was with HBCU students in particular, geographically, right? So HBCUs are not in the industry's backyard. Secondly, most students can't afford to live in LA or New York for the summer, even if you offer them an internship. So that's when the light bulb went on for me. So I'm always thinking and envisioning things. Um, the light bulb goes off for me and I said, well, if I can establish a nonprofit organization, which is what I did, and I said, if I do this, then I can allow the industry to put their money where their mouth is. So I established the Entertainment Industry College Outreach Program, better known as ECOP, as a nonprofit um, educational arts workforce development program. Uh, we launched it in 2015, we established it in 2015, and we launched in partnership with the White House Initiative, the HBCU in LA program as our signature program. And uh, it is why we're here talking today, because I had no idea. I literally had a vision and an idea to create uh, space for black and brown students, and particularly those from, you know, underrepresented you know, communities, institutions to have access here. But I wanted to focus initially on HBCUs because the history, the legacy of these institutions, I mean, 150 year history, right? Um, with leaders and visionaries that have been produced for 150 years. So why aren't we tapping this community? Uh, and I will tell you back in 2010, I was just educating the industry on the acronym. They were looking at me sideways. It was called HBCs. I mean, I heard, if you name it, I heard it. And so now today it's all the buzz, right? Everybody understands and knows what HBCUs are. But at that time for me, it was really just about educating the industry uh, on that. And so, you know, I'm really, I, I count myself blessed every day to carry this mantle, to be able to bring HBCU students to this industry in a way that has never been done before. Um, and so transition, right? So now we have the HBCU and LA program because when I went to the industry to tell them what I wanted to do, 
that you guys had a bottleneck. You couldn't figure out how to get them here. How do we bring this pipeline? I now have the solution for you. So what we do is we actually create space and an opportunity for students to really have, you know, a real touch in this industry. Um, so what I did is I went to the HBCUs. We do an HBCU college tour still, and we go out and we open up an application and allow students to come in. But when I tell you the impact that we have had, it has been incredible. So today we have HBCU in LA, we have HBCU in New York, and other locations are going to be popping up. Stay tuned, stay tuned, stay tuned. Um, but yeah, so we are, we're doing this in a very unique way. Um, we are literally, we open up an application, you get to apply, uh, we bring you here, and it is a 10, eight to 10 week immersive internship experience. Um, you're not only interning, you are also getting professional development. You are creating collaborative work, whether it's a short film, a capstone project, a pitch competition. We are engaging you in all areas. Um, the summer kicks off with what we call our HBC, used to call HBCU Welcome Week, but now we have our HBCU in LA Hollywood Summit. So it's three days of curated sessions, panels, um, behind the scene tours, all sorts of special uh, industry events to basically educate and to make sure the HBCU community and the entertainment industry begin to have conversation. How do we bridge that gap, right? And begin to um, have real substantive conversations around building those relationships with our institutions. Um, so that's what the, the kickoff is. And then after that, we you go off into your internship, we provide you with paid housing. You don't have to pay a dime to live wherever you are, where you're hosted by our program. You are provided housing with us, training, education, but then you intern and get hands-on real-world work experience. And that is from major entertainment companies, studios, networks, talent agencies, production companies, um, all sorts of areas. So there, there's lots of areas that we're, that we're doing. And we're also moving into obviously sports and we've got some fashion things coming up. So there's lots of areas that we're putting students in. So we're just, we're blessed. I feel like I'm blessed to be able to do this work and to open up the door for so many students um, to have a touch in this industry. Now I have to tell you, this program, while it is innovative and unique, what I wanted to do was to make sure that the HBCU community um, had a foothold here in the entertainment industry and to make sure that you had the same opportunities as so many institutions have had with their own students to be able to immerse them in an industry by having a, you know, a satellite type semester-based program. And so the summer is when we knew we could bring you here without any hindrance to your, your schooling, but we've also expanded, right? So because of COVID, we did everything virtual. So now the industry is hosting students through this program year round. So if you are a student and you want an intern with the industry and you are going to a school in the Carolinas or in Texas or wherever you might be, you can actually do that internship from your campus um, because now with technology and everybody comfortable in this space, 
you're able to intern year round. So we're doing some amazing things. Um, and I'm excited about it. I'm excited to be able to share this with you. Um, and so what these conversations are going to be about is connecting you all, right? Now we're, let's get into some deep conversations. How do you stand out as a candidate? Um, what is this area? What does it mean to be a screenwriter? How do I write scripts successfully? Um, is there an area for me in animation? Uh, and I will tell you this really cool story about this young lady who was went to Tuskegee University, agricultural mechanical school, right? There's no animation program at all within her within her um, offerings within uh, school. This young lady self-taught herself to do 2D animation. When she applied to the HBCU and LA program, students are required to submit a video. And her video was her talking about how she self-taught herself to do this uh, animation, uh, 2D animation. Um, and I was so impressed that while on a conversation with the folks at Pixar, I said, I would love for you guys just to meet her. I wanna send you her video, but I am so impressed by this young lady. Lo and behold, they met her, they loved her, they did some mentorship for her. The next summer, she actually got an actual internship opportunity and that's all because we're opening this door. So there's places for you to grow and expand and, and just do so much. So. I wanna wrap by saying, first of all, I'm very excited about this, as you can tell. So I kind of go on and on and on here, but there's so many things that we wanna bring to you. There's so many conversations that we want. We're gonna want you too, to tell us, you know, what type of things you wanna hear from, who you wanna hear from, um, to be able to have some real conversations um, that uplift and empower you, um, but also then giving you the resources and tools to actually make it happen. It's not enough just to inspire you. And that's one of the things that I never used to like about, you know, you can have a big celebrity come to campus and inspire you and you're sitting there like, oh, and you're getting all these great selfies and all this other stuff, but you're left inspired in your seat and you have no way to get here. So what we want to do through the program, through the podcast, give you a way to get here, give you the knowledge that you need, and just flourish, right? It is all possible within the realm of what you want to do in this space. Um, and so I, and I also know that there's so many people that just, you don't know what you don't know. So what we want to do is bring those, that knowledge to you. Because like I said, when we go to campus, we talked about the infrastructure opportunities that support this industry. Everything that you see has so many things wrapped into it that you don't even think or know would be a career pathway. Uh, I always like to say it like this, any job that exists in corporate America, it resides in the entertainment industry, anything, right? So we're not just looking for the creative folks, we're looking for the, the lawyers, we're looking for the, the digital technical you know, professionals, finance, I mean, there's so many areas that support this business that there's a place for you. You know, you're a finance major or a business major and you're like, you think that your next next job is at a firm. And it could be if that's what you want to do. But if you like crunching numbers, like, you know how many millions of dollars that we put in a budget for a film or a television show, like crunch those numbers. There's a place for you in this business. So 
I could go on and on, but I'm really excited about what we're going to bring to you. This is just kind of a snapshot of who we are and what we're doing. Um, but I'm excited, right? Because I get to inform you. I get to educate this audience about the inner workings of the industry to help you successfully navigate your career. Um, so I think with that, I don't know how much more I can really say. I just have to keep myself on track here. But um, hopefully you glean something from what I've had to say. And as we you know, wrap up here, um, I'm just looking forward again to introducing you to industry professionals and leaders because we're going to have some robust and impactful conversations. Trust me on that one. Um, if you can get a little bit of that just based on what I've said today, you can imagine what these conversations are going to look like. I want to thank you for joining me today and tuning in to HBCU and Entertainment. If this episode resonated with you, please comment, rate, and review the podcast on all podcasting platforms. Your feedback means the world. Until next time, know that I appreciate you for lending me your ears. Catch you on the next episode.